what's going on here. Let's see. On host. All right. Now I should be live with you guys. Am I there? I think the hosting uh, stuck there. Can you guys um, see me now on Twitch? I hope. Let's see. Back to Twitch. Okay, guys. Um, so I'm going to restart the show for those of you that already heard the tune. I apologize. I'm going to do a reopening because it's like I have guests coming on and they're trying to find things um, just to have combo today more than anything. Uh, today is the day that uh, people have picked their sides and it has begun and there is nothing that can stop what's coming now. And if you guys were really paying attention to my NMR, you would see exactly why they are upset, how they are upset. Um, because, you know, the way the military took over was through a quo warranto. I'm just saying. So let me, mm, let me, let me do what? Let me start this all over again. Um, so go get your coffee, fill it up, because I'm trying to see if people have actually been able to sign on. Give me a second, and I'm going to start over. The song of the day on Groundhog Day is Whatever It Takes. <laughs> All right, guys. Twitch is doing some funny business. <laughs> so it's taken me that long to fix something because I'm getting hijacked with my auto-hosting uh, when I'm away. Uh, quite annoying. I did uh, bring up my firewalls. So um, that was that was really, really annoying. And I apologize for that, you guys on Twitch. Um, I won't let that happen again. Now, I wanted to kind of run through you guys an idea so you understand. Because I, you know, I, I don't usually like to respond to garbage. Garbage meaning bad energy. It's infectious. I don't need it around me. There's so many people out there that don't seem to understand exactly where we are and how we are and what it actually means to be an American. Uh, it's, it's quite interesting because for those of you that are watching on video, I have a graphic up where there's a politician on a plank hanging off a cliff. The only thing that is keeping him from falling is the people that are standing there supporting him. The minute you walk off, the politician's gone. The only power they have is that that you provide them. And that goes for all facets of your life. Now, many people feel that a task as such to uh, go up against something that looks huge. I mean, this is a huge power structure. This is the corporations. It's not those clowns you see in elected office. They're just the ones they place there, right? Because that's what the law says for now, right? Their idea is to strip that law. Because as we look into the quo warrantos, we're seeing that the state of Colorado took away the right of that writ on December 1st, 2020, almost like they knew. See, we have Ohioans now coming up. Oh, we're going to make a President Trump day. Yeah, that's not going to help you. You're still there legally. You know, in, in the arena, you know, with the matadors, right, where they bring the bulls. They test young bulls. Do you know how they do it? They put them in a pen and then they, they start throwing these, you know, spears at them. And the bravery of each bull is measured on, do they continue 
to move full speed ahead, knowing that they will get, you know, scratched or nailed by a spear? Yes, they do. They do. And they continue to charge forward. They persist until they succeed the task, which is just to go to the other side. None of us were delivered into this world defeated. Are you delivered here in pure defeat? Do you believe that failure is exactly what depicts you because in the end you die, right? So what's the point? I'm not a sheep. Are you a sheep? Are you a sheep waiting to be sheared and prodded and penned by your own shepherd? Hmm? Who's that shepherd? In essence, every single American has been inheriting that fire, that fire inside that it can either consume you or you can set the world on fire and do as you wish. As a lion, you would refuse to walk, talk, and sleep with sheep. And you won't even listen to people that complain and tell you can't be done. And that, oh, it's just, you're going to, you're setting yourself up for failure. What does that even mean? That's a disease. That's contagious. Evict them from your circle. Because one thing Americans need to understand is that we are indeed in charge. And that's the way it is. The sharpest swords and spears are not forged in water, flowers, mind your words. They're forged in fire. And that is exactly what America should be representing. That burning fire to demand that at least our God-given right of freedom is given to us. That's basically it. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're terrified. You know, in 2018, because I do follow this, and I, I didn't mention it because I didn't want to let other people know, who know, I know, <laughs> that a Supreme Court Chief Justice was removed because of a quo warranto case. Did you know that? And it was a quo warranto case that was brought in Myanmar that took him down. It was a quo warranto against the president. But, you know, those are details. Yeah, because everybody knows what they're talking about. Those were details. It's one of the most powerful writs that nations that have derived from English law have, and we have. Now, I thought of pointing out that all our news uh, around our sphere of news, either those you think are against you, with you, patriotic, they're still pushing fear porn. And I refuse to show it, but I must. But first, I'm going to point something out that maybe you saw, maybe you didn't. Um, also, I wanted to mention I will not be showcasing any Fox videos again on my channel because Fox keeps hitting me with copyright claims. Apparently, we're not allowed to show their news. So let that be. I want you guys to listen to this short clip. Uh, the bottom line is... I believe an impeachment of a president out of office is unconstitutional. I don't believe the speech given by the president <clears throat> fits the incitement statute, that it's not a crime. And there's mounting evidence that the people came to Washington, pre-planned the attack before the president ever spoke. So I'm confident uh, of the outcome here, that we're going to have more than 45 votes for a motion to dismiss on the idea that this is unconstitutional impeachment, pursuing somebody out of office. I think the, the acquittal number will be pretty close. It'll be in the high 40s. But the question is, Trey, how does this uh, trial end? If the House managers want to use this as a 
uh, political commercial against Donald Trump and Republicans, and they want to call witnesses now. They didn't call uh, during the uh, impeachment process in the House. This thing could go for weeks or months, and that would be bad for the country. So to my Democratic colleagues, if you vote to call one witness, none were called in the House, get ready for a long trial. Well, we've only got a couple of seconds, but let me ask you, do you anticipate witnesses being called and then being uh, cross-examined? I hope not. They didn't call any in the House. I think we know what happened that day. But if you open up that can of worms, we'll want the FBI to come in and tell us about how people actually pre-planned these attacks and what happened with the security footprint at the Capitol. You open up Pandora's box. If you call one witness, I hope we don't call any and we vote and get this trial over. Uh, yeah, they're going to open up Pandora's box, which is totally happenstance, happen chance that that was my handle. It seems that a lot of people are mentioning that lately, mentioning that a lot lately. I have mentioned where this came from. If you were paying attention, I've told you where that name came from. Now, let me show you the person that actually dubbed it too. Before I intro my guests, where we're going to have a combo on what's going on. I want to show you who it was that, there we go, who it was that gave me that title when we were conducting an operation that I can't talk about. And, you know, he made it clear that if the other side didn't listen, he would unleash Pandora. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the person, and here's some fear porn for you. Extremist. Now that alert taking on new focus following calls from some in the media to deprogram Trump supporters and comments like this from former CIA director John Brennan. Watch. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that's just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do uh, think that the law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy. Joining us to discuss is Chad Wolf, a visiting fellow at the... Yeah, we don't care about Chad Wolf. What we care about is people. Who's Chad Wolf? Nobody cares. You care about yourself. They should be calling you on the phone and saying, hey, fellow citizen, what do you think about this? But they don't. Because you know what? People is power. People forget the and here. People is power. You translate into power. And they see that and they know, right? And they know. Now, um, I want you to understand that people that are telling you that, uh, you know, giving you all that pessimist, right? You have to remind them that to succeed, you must persist. That is the way you succeed. And every single day that goes by, speaking with Groundhog Day, it's going to be a pretty interesting day today. Uh, each day, each effort you put every day is one blow. One blow that may cause their structure, their pyramid, their castle to rumble on the first day. On the second day, the castle's base cracks. On the third day, it'll start crumbling. You have to persist. No matter how many times it takes you to swipe, you persist. There are no castles and kings in America. 
you're the castle and you are the kings. And that's how you succeed by keeping your eye on the goal. And what is the goal? The life that you want. <laughs> oh, we, we just want a job. Well, yeah, you have to apply for it. I get it. You have to go for it. I get it. But who creates it? Oh, it's those people that you elect. Those are the people that make the jobs for you to be able to apply for it. And they're not working for you. So before I intro my guests, I want you to listen to this. Is a country in Southeast Asia bordering India, Bangladesh, China, Laos, and Thailand. It is also known as Myanmar. In 2015, Aung San Suu Kyi became its leader after 50 years of military rule. Her party won a majority of seats in the November general election. But according to the Burmese military, there were huge discrepancies in voter lists, and the Union Election Commission failed to settle the matter. House Republicans are facing backlash for voting to impeach former President Trump. One representative says his family signed a petition vowing to disown him for the move. And another was formally censured by his state's Republican Party. And now there's even a political action committee targeting all 10 of them. NTD's Kevin Hogan has the details. What did I say when I put their faces up on the screen? What did I say? I said... Remember those faces. Remember what's going to happen. Remember, right? Remember what's going to happen. I told you. Pay attention. Former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski is launching a new political action committee. This one takes aim at the 10 Republican representatives who voted to impeach former President Trump. The PAC would find and support the primary challengers to these 10 Republicans, starting with Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming. The vote to impeach Trump for allegedly inciting violence at the Capitol hasn't been popular within the Republican Party. And what's more, a Trump-backed poll shows 73% of Cheney's constituents don't like her. Illinois Representative Adam Kinzinger told Business Insider that his own family circulated a petition disowning him. (laughs) In an interview with Insider, he said his family disowned him because he's, quote, in the devil's army now. And in South Carolina, the state's GOP formally censured Representative Tom Rice over his vote to impeach Trump. The party said trying to impeach a president as he is leaving office is, quote, never legitimate and is nothing more than a political kick on the way out the door. The impeachment trial in the Senate is set to start next week. Only five out of the necessary 17 Republicans have voted against Senator Rand Paul's motion declaring the trial unconstitutional. For this reason, Trump is likely to be acquitted. Kevin Hogan, NTD News. So I wanted to say something. Like I said, I want this trial to go forward. Because if they let the trial go forward, guess what we're going to do? Impeach 44. Because we've never impeached, like specifically with a trial, any president that has left office. Let them do this. Let them bring it on. Because that's exactly what we want. This is how we impeach 44. We need precedent. We don't have precedent. Here's how we get precedent. Let them do it. Let them try it. Let them push it. Because we have at least two people within the Senate that will request witnesses. That's what we need. Open up that nice Pandora's box. I know a lot of you are like, yo, let's get Ali wrapped up. $100,000 is what the FBI is offering for Ali Akbar, who cheated people out of money. Now he's begging for Bitcoin right? He's probably not even in the United States. You know where his future is? Just like Patrick Berge said, somewhere tropical with people that speak Arabic. Just saying. So (laughs) 
It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Because, see, as I've said, rather than me call out the shills, the fakers, the hopios, right? Let them pull their own pants down. I mean, I did warn him. I told him he was going to go to jail for a long time. I even was crass enough to tweet it on, on, on Twitter. I'm going to make you my b, right? With the B, B-I, right? B-I, right? <laughs> I did. I did tell him that. Why did I tell him that? Because you got to be careful. I don't say things like that. So I don't say things so easy like that. You watch and you learn. You watch and you see. So uh, before I bring on my guests, I wanted to tell all my Ohioans, I'm catching up on your emails. Uh, this morning, I have been drafting uh, the quote warranto for the state. Uh, man, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm jumping through a few hoops. I did connect with a former representative that is a constitutional lawyer within the state. I'm going to reach out to him only because <laughs> I have been all over the place working on a lot of things. Um, we were able to discover in Wisconsin a lot of election shenanigans going through the data a fourth time, this time more specified. And that's going to be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so for my Ohioans, I'm planning on us having a Zoom call for all of you that signed up for positions uh, to claim uh, within the state, on the state level and even federal level, but the state level is where it goes, uh, and it's harder and faster. Uh, I'm, my aim is for Wednesday night because I want us all to file these things Monday all together. And if not Monday, we could do it Tuesday. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, we're going to uh, put it together and, and, and rock the nation. And for those of you in South Carolina, I heard you guys had a great Zoom call yesterday putting together your quo warrantos. Remember. It's always to do it in a mass, like dump it. That way, it's overwhelming for them, and somebody talks about it. Obviously, the mainstream media will probably keep it quiet, but whatever. So uh, today with me, I have uh, George Nassif and Kristen. Uh, Kirsten, I keep pronouncing it wrong because I learned it wrong. Um, and we are going to be discussing just everything that's going on. Uh Lots of news going on. So, George and Kirsten, welcome yep. to the Story Says Show. Okay, we're well, here. <laughs> Excellent. So, for for my audience that doesn't know you guys, um, Kirsten, could you tell my audience a little about you, and then George, you take it. Okay, my name's yeah. Kirsten W, and um, I have had two YouTube channels that had a hundred and <clears throat> let's say. 47,000 subscribers that got terminated. Tori's been on a couple times and I really value her info. I am Singaporean, so I do have some comments on the Burmese debacle, which um, I still call it Burma, not Myanmar, because it's Burma to me. Uh, but uh, And I have some Chinese intel for you, Tori, in writing about what's going on and um, everything else. So I would love to comment. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we should. And George, introduce yourself to everyone. Here I am. What? Can you hear me okay? Your sound's great. And your audio uh, audio and visual, both of you. Great. Yay. George is usually uh, on That's Tuesday. about all I have to say. I've, I'm trying to stay in the background and underground as much as possible. Um, it just became a need and it's the way it is right now. So I don't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> 
Yeah, you do. You should tell them about the project you're working on and what you've been doing. Well, there's a lot of projects. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there's more than I can handle. Um, I am the owner of SecureSocialMedia.com, which is Secure Social Media Incorporated. And what we're doing is uh, really private client secure cloud and also an IP. We're trying to do internet um, service provider right now with adding in from San Diego to Los Angeles, a completely private network, and also taking that from Vegas, so Los Angeles to Vegas, and maybe San Diego to Phoenix over the next year. So 2021 is going to be busy. Uh, so we have some projects going wait, wait, on. George, so you're you're hooking up California with a secure internet. I'm just trying to clarify here. <laughs> that's the truth. Yes, we are we're creating a new ISP that's going to be secured by my server, which is home at San Diego at Scale Matrix, who has five locations in the country. And uh, they're in the middle of uh, talking to their legal department about the possibility of hosting Parler uh, because Parler has been turned down about five different places. They've requested service. And of course, they're in lawsuits with uh, Microsoft and Apple and, and of course, Amazon. So there's some issues there, but I'm willing to serve them. If they want to come on board, um, they can call me or they can uh, go to my website, send me an email at www.securesocialmedia.com, or they can uh, call me. Uh, they could probably find my number out there on the internet because Kristen, Kirsten, we were <laughs> let our video go a little too long last week, and unfortunately, the uh, phone has been blowing up. Uh, my websites and my my phone have been blowing up with messages, calls all day long for about the last six, seven days <laughs> since last Tuesday. So uh, if I didn't get to your uh, question and the messages or emails, uh, forgive me, I, I have about 2,000 of you that are interested in working for me and uh, all kinds of different things. We did find a defense company that is gonna be helping me get the uh, ball rolling here. Uh, everybody has a security clearance that works for the company and they're located here in San Diego. And uh, they do a lot of uh, contracts with the government. But um, I'm happy to be doing this as a service and um, hoping that we get a lot of people on board. Uh, we will come up eventually as time goes by with some new products. We want to do secure video chat for our businesses and personal private people. Uh, I have people coding that. So it's going to be a lot of fun as we grow. And uh, hopefully we open up in the next two or three months. That's awesome. And I can't wait for us to have our convo because, you know, I'm also working. Um, well, I, my, my friend that I love, but I also love to argue with him, Patrick Berge. He has an incredible idea for a national public Internet which is very secure, which we can actually use uh, going further if everyone wants to go digital um, for secure transactions and um, actual voting, where it would be more secure and open and free for everyone within the United States. So uh, that's something that he's doing. And he's actually, I mean, you know, when we talk, George, I'll have Patrick with us too, because what he's doing is he's creating, you know, petabytes of servers to host under his um, nonprofit, which I'll be sitting on the board too, um, veteran nonprofit. Um, and basically his idea is it's a bar, right? 
that you could sit and drink and smoke at, but you've got internet. And then that internet, those bars with those servers in there, they're housed in those bars under that are actually creating the network to carry and service uh, different sites and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that could be kind of a good write-off for your for-profit business. I'm just saying. This is just us chatting as if we were chatting. I need write-offs. That would be great. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, when we talk, I'm going to make sure that, um, you know, uh, I have Patrick looped in too. Um, So that's great. So if you guys uh, don't know them, get to know them. It's um, secure social media network or social network. What is it? Dot com? Secure social media incorporated is the company. Okay. Secure social media dot com is the address on the internet. Excellent. So so secure social media dot com. I want to put it in my website uh, so that I can pull it up. But guess what? I'm having really nice tech issues. My my, I, my 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 website, the Looking Glass one, and the Tory says have been under DDoS like crazy. Oh um, so they keep crashing and going. But you know, I I, I use a um, a shared you know virtual server, so it you know that. Oh yeah, we need to get you on a scale yeah. cloud so that you have unlimited access to terabytes as much as you need. And bandwidth as much as you need. Yeah, and well, then, uh, secure. Yeah, well, the reason I did that was because if they hit me, they're hitting everybody else, and everyone else is going to bitch. So they can't figure out where it's going. It's just targeting that server, so they're going to work faster, right? Because there's a lot of other uh, companies. So that was the idea of doing the shared virtual private um, hosting, because if you've got another twenty companies that are like selling shoes or doing whatever, then you know, they're going to complain and it's like, damn, we need to get it back up. So I'm kind of using them as cover. It sounds really, really bad. But in this day and age, that's all you can do, right? Um, there, there is one more thing I wanted to make a big point about because uh, I was on Telegram for a few minutes and a guy has basically hijacked my George Global Dropbox where I have 7.3 million documents that are uploaded to the cloud. And um, what he did is he started posting, impostering me, basically impersonating me. And he started to dump all my documents and call it the Trump D-class, which is not true. These are documents I've had in my files for the last 11 years. However, he made it sound like he was declassing all kinds of information. And the problem in that is that he was not only uh, impersonating me, but he was asking for a lot of money. He was asking for Bitcoin and he was asking for Cash App. We did manage to shut down the uh, the server so that nobody could get into it because all kinds of people were accessing George Global Dropbox. And I did shut off all the links that were connected to that Dropbox. Then he wasn't able to post any more of my documents. However, he was still asking for money about every other 10 or so posts he was making. And he was posting massive documents, 2,500 pictures and about 800 files. And then he was asking for Bitcoin about every 10th one. So I don't know how much money he got away with stealing from people, impersonating me. But the um, my attorney notified the FBI and the guy's under investigation. So we shut down his cash app for sure, where he apparently got about $1,800 from people that he cannot access. 
that we know for sure. And I'm hoping the money could be returned to the public that gave to that uh, scammer. Uh, the other thing is people keep emailing me asking me for access to, to the George Global Dropbox, which I cannot give them. Number one, we're doing a new book right now. I have the same book writer that uh, Candace Owens used, the same publisher that she published her book with. Uh, then there's going to be a movie with Wonder Film, which is making a documentary about my life. And in those books in the movie, we're gonna be having a lot of the documents exposed, the most critical ones that are the juiciest, uh, you know, emails from, uh, for example, Obama and John Kerry, which nobody seems to own except for me, thank God. The 33,000 missing emails from Hillary, a lot of the stuff from the, um, you know, we have the a lot of contents that I can't say because I don't want anybody knocking on my door with a, a team of uh, uh, FBI guys. So um, it's going to be all revealed. And once the book is published and the movie starts to, to uh, film, then we're going to go ahead and, and open the door to about 15 million documents that I've been collecting for the last about 11 years. So for I all those people running into Dropbox, the answer is no. I just want don't try to sugarcoat it. Please, please, please. I cannot let anybody into Dropbox at this point except the people that are already there, which are people like Sarah Carter and Bongino and some of the, you know, Hannity, some of the people I used to uh, provide. Riani and, and Chanel Rian to take your information. Chanel's done a good job because she's yeah. taken my documents to Rudy, who went to Ukraine with the documents and that. Biden now is wanted in Ukraine. If he so much as sets foot on the soil there, he'll be arrested and detained. He'll never come back. I doubt so it. That, I doubt it because right now he's sent in Navy ships to support Ukraine against Russia in the Crimean area. It's all been flipped a little bit, just like yeah, right now. Well, it looks that way, but if he yeah. goes there, he'll be in deep trouble. But anyway, the bottom line is some people have used the documents for good. They've kept my name out of it, which is good. I'm public now, so it doesn't matter. However, in the beginning, nobody told that I was their source. They just simply put the documents out. Our source says, our source provided these documents, and they're all just evidence documents. They're emails from either Hillary Clinton or you know the Wiener laptop stuff and some of the other things that, especially the John Podesta emails and things like this. But the most important ones that were used in approving the spying on Trump were from MI5 and MI6 that I got the original PDFs of the spying on Trump Tower. Those were important documents. Some people claim they're fake, but they're not. They're real. Julian would never post something I gave him on his Twitter account if it wasn't verified by him. And uh, Assange verified a lot of my documents. I would send them in and they would use them for different purposes. Some of the things they were using right now is we've got a, the voter fraud cases where quite a few of my documents were sent to Sidney Powell through another person that I know and uh, love dearly, um, which started this whole thing rolling. Okay, so I, I did a study of voter fraud back in 2017 and hopefully getting ready for the 2018 election, which we knew they were cheating back then using the same hammer and scorecard program. The um, case right now going on in the federal court, we have 20 cases going on that are current. 
Okay, so that's one of the information things that um, I could probably share a little bit of, but not details. We have two Pentagon generals testifying, and we have the man that was from the CIA that wrote Hammer and Scorecard, so it does exist. Do not believe the lies of the media telling you that Scorecard doesn't exist because the man that wrote it is testifying. We also have another man that was involved in the NSA for years who is decrypting exactly what went on. Plus, I have my own uh, documents from Pennsylvania and, and Michigan that, that actually show the exact time, date stamped, time stamped, who voted in what city and what camera and how many votes column for Biden and column for Trump. And in that, you can see exactly where they switched votes. And it wasn't just a couple hundred thousand here and there. It was 11 million votes were transferred from Biden, uh, from Trump to Biden at some point. And uh, these are all different times of the day and four days that they were counting the votes. So there's a lot of evidence. Uh, I've got enough evidence to probably sink a ship uh, just on the voter fraud. And uh, that's nothing. George, hold on. One sec, one sec. So I just wanted to kind of like go back. I wanted to ask you something on the voter fraud, right? So I saw the affidavit of the guy who supposedly gave his um, confession in Italy, claiming right. That, right, that he tampered with um, the data to change it. Now, I, it was the first time that I read it. You know, I, I, uh, I had read a bootleg copy, but then, you know, I got it because of, you know, product that I need for what's going on, right? Let's just say it like that. And so I read the official one. Man. Oh, man. I saw it and I'm like, yo, I worked with a lot of these people that built out networks and work with satcoms. I'm not specialized in satcom. Patrick Berge is though. And the first thing I said to the attorney was like, ah, oh, wait a minute. He said he used satellite comms. Dude, it's a fix. The Italy gate has to be a fix because you're not going to use satcoms because there's going to be too much latency and it's going to get messy. And he was talking about using military grade this, military grade that. And I'm like, stop, wait a minute. This is, this doesn't sound right. So I asked Patrick and Patrick's a little bit salty with the people that I'm working with. <laughs> and so he was like, well, but I said, he's like, okay, yeah, your first, you know, impression is correct. That indeed, um, that is iffy. If I were to guess, right? Not guess. I know because basically the playbook we installed in Ukraine to take their elections in 2014 that was funded by federal dollars is identical yes. to what happened here. It was an in-house job. It was done on U.S. soil. And then they shipped it overseas to encrypt and wash, you know, kind of like to, to, to fix the data. Yeah. I, and if anything, if you were to use it overseas, we would probably bounce it off of the Prague, you know, in, in, in Praga, right? Prague, Prague, however you want to pronounce it. That is the most remote, secret, clandestine, nobody knows this area where we bounce things off through. And that's like almost half a millisecond latency. Like it's crazy, incredibly you know, it's like you don't even know that it's going through there. So if there was a wash, it would have bounced through there. And I'm like, dang. So basically these people were being fed fake info from Italians that had lawyers write their own affidavits of confessions. 
and they were running with it rather than listen to the little guys that didn't have big platforms that weren't someone special that everyone was following and retweeting. It's insane. I'm just saying like they based their whole case on, you know, people that they believed because so many people were following them were important. And that goes to show that groupthink falls everywhere. Everyone's like following. I mean, t- tell me what you think on the whole satcom. Oh, we like used a satellite. We intercepted the connection. And then it followed through to Germany. I mean, does that sound right to you? There, There's way more to it. And, um, you know, the I, I'm a lucky guy. I get to fall into places. Sometimes I trip, stumble and, and end up in places I never dreamed of. And one of them recently was was a um, situation where I met um, somebody where they had a lot of the servers there that they uh, acquired from Frankfurt. Right. And um, they were forensically taking apart everything and going through it all and doing a bunch of uh, study on the hard drives from the um, Dominion servers. So they are in our possession. The Pentagon has them. And they're on different locations around the United States because each, each one is handling about 50 uh, servers so far. But anyway, there's a lot of them. And there was a lot done in Frankfurt, Spain, Italy, of course, and even Pakistan was involved in working with China on doing some things. So it was much bigger than we could imagine. It was far more technical. Um, A lot of it happened here, which we know because I've got the data to show it. 69,000 lines in the uh, Pennsylvania, um, you know, where they go through, you know, we don't know how many times they put through each ballot over and over again for Biden. They just kept, you know, putting it through the counter. And as they tally the votes, we know that they were doing most of it here. And um, like you said, they wash it, they go, they take it over there and they did some, you know, I don't know how, the thing about Pennsylvania is it went on for five or six days after the election. So did Alaska. Yeah, but so did Alaska. Like, Why, why are they did, counting votes on this 7th, 8th, and 9th of November? Right, but that's what they did. They, I mean, Alaska stopped counting. illegal. You can't right. continue to extend the date of the election. But look, so, if, yeah, but what George, are they doing? if they pay attention to what happened in Ukraine, that's exactly what happened. They stopped counting. And then they counted the next day. Obviously, in Ukraine, people rolled over really quick. You know, the EU pressure, U.S. pressure. Russia was like, yo, I'm staying out of this because they already sent people pretending to be pro-Ukrainian against to create these riots. Like it was, you know, it was all paid with our money. I mean, Obama spelled it out. He didn't like, you know, I put it in my in my affidavit. I was like, look, here it is. That was that was the plan. And I can tell you, I know the majority of the people that did it on U.S. soil. I told them where their names are. They're right there. Go get the name. I tried to do it, but the agency blocked me, you know, and it was, you know, it was, it was somebody who was supposedly helping with the whole effort. And when I was down in DC, I was like, yo, he's not a good guy. And they were like, who are you? And I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, he's not later. They come back. You were right. And I was like, dude, that's the guy that blocked. That's why I flew there because I tried to get the names of the people that I had put together to send over to the Ukraine back in the day. So I was like, I know them. Let's pull the names and look, they're going to be here. And they blocked it. So 
It was like, whatever. So this uh, election fraud is coming to fruition quickly. But um, I wanted to circle back to your Telegram thing. So Telegram is completely safe, right, for us. I mean, as safe as anything else, let's say. But a lot of people impersonate people. You know, I I know Patrick Byrne didn't have any Telegram until like uh, maybe two weeks ago because I was like, yo, another one popped up. Yo, another one popped up. People sit there and they steal other people's information. And this is only in Telegram. You know, I've got, I, I get a lot of people saying, oh, so-and-so is talking about this. I'm like, so-and-so probably saw the Tory session and is talking about it, right? right? But they're peddling it as theirs. So your documents and everything, people are doing the same thing. It's, it's horrific. Rather than sharing information with the people and telling them, hey, I got this about baking cookies from so-and-so, this about baking cakes from so-and-so, people want to sequester it and then ask for Bitcoin, which, by the way, Ali Akbar is doing too. I mean, what are your thoughts on him? Because, you know, all the people that surrounded him are getting rolled up. Brandon Straka was rolled up, and I think more so to find out where he was getting paid from. Uh, because Ali Akbar was the one distributing the checks. What do you have to say on that, Kirsten? Um, well, you know how I feel about Ali Alexander. I'm blocked from him because I exposed him. He didn't even have the name um, Stop the Steal. That wasn't even his. He took that from someone else, okay? Number two, I'm watching all these comments. Okay, people get it straight. I am not a traitor. Kirsten W. is not a traitor, okay? Uh, I did say on the Roseanne show that as soon as this Trump situation is over, I will be going home to Singapore, not China. That is a British colony called Singapore. We talk like this, not China. So I'm not a chai com. Get it straight. Don't get it twisted. Okay. I'm not a trader. Also, I wouldn't be off all the platforms, Twitter, a YouTube. I, I do have a YouTube channel, one true Kirsten W and another one that is kind of semi suspended that I still go on uh, CW connect, but everything else, Kirsten W is on YouTube. What a bit shoot everything else. So I am not a trader. Don't even say that really. I'm tired. I just watch these comments just go down. I am not, okay? I'm not from China. I'm from Singapore. You Americans need to learn some history, uh, geography. Singapore is on the way to Australia. It is yeah, not wait, wait, wait. China. Yeah, okay? but Singapore is the only place that I, that, I, that I almost got arrested for, you know, dropping gum on the floor. On the floor. Okay? And that's yep. like super police state years ago, right? They had cameras everywhere. They know exactly where you go. Sometimes you don't even have to buy tickets because they already have your facial recognition and you right. just enter the metro. So yeah. they're, they're super police state, though. No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. You know me and you are on, always on the same page. When you came on and we talked about Satan surfing, we were on the same page. Okay, there we go. Yes, now my Singaporean passport, I have dual citizenship, which a lot of people do. My Singaporean passport used to be with your finger you get in right through custom right to the security but now they they have your eye your the retina of your eye onto the thing and just get in quickly yes it is very controlled but we don't have any illegals and we don't have any crime so okay you know bottom line yes there's there's a lot of um i would say globalists that do love that place because it's like stepford wise land and um that's what it is so you know 
Singapore is Singapore. I, you know, it's not China for sure. Because Singapore, the difference between Singapore and China, communist China, is the, the CCP, which we'll get into in a little bit, does not care what the people think. If the Singaporeans complain that the, the, um, the prices of land are going up and there's a huge bubble, guess what the government does? The government releases a story and says, we're releasing more land. They don't say we're releasing more land in bum F Egypt out in nowhere land, but they control everything. But the people are happy, they're very shallow, and they only are concerned about how many, where we're gonna eat our five meals a day and still stay skinny, okay? That's, I mean, get a clue. All right, so let's shift, let's shift gears. Here's what I want us to just have a combo on. So obviously there's stuff that's going to be rumbling this month, right? This month, yes. Groundhog is head off. No, it's going to yeah. be super rumble till, you know, and it's going to be good stuff. But um, how do you, how, like today I was, I, I, I came to what I, I, I'm renting another apartment, believe it or not. Because I need my daughter to go to another school. So I have my broadcast studio, right? The bedroom has been transformed into just computers. And I um, walk in and I have a security system, the Alexa thing, you know, the ring. just yeah. for And so when I walk in, I had it tell me the news. And what is the first thing it tells me? New York, Demo New York Democrats block subpoena for nursing home records. Now, let's, 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 take, a, let's take a step back. The nursing homes in New York killed the majority of New Yorkers during this supposed control of virus, right? Correct. Which, you know, I, I say it again. They're telling us quarantine. Quarantine is for sick. This is house arrest. The social distancing is to isolate ourselves, right? It has nothing to do with helping us. And this is just the corporations trying to figure out and track everything we do and how we look with masks on so they can fine tune their equipment. We know this. Right? That's done. Why would the people of New York or the United States allow elected persons to block records of why people died? What do you guys think? I want to hear your thoughts on this because, you know, I say five governors should be going to jail for murder. Because they were sending, I had written an article which was so insane that they were sending control of virus patients or flu, whatever you want to call it, to nursing homes with body bags on the damn stretchers when they were sending them. So mm -hmm. one guy would go in and they would pack body bags. I think I still have it on the Tory says.com page. You mm -hmm. guys should see it. New York Post reported on it. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, the they murderers. don't- the murderers, it's called knowingly, knowingly, knowingly. That would be the five governors, Gretchen Whitmer, Cuomo, Wolf, um, uh, Newsom, and um, what is that? Uh, what is that other one? Um, there's five of them. What, I'm missing one, but they were complicit of that and doing that. So yes, they were. They are murderers. That's what they are. So yeah, Murphy of New Jersey. There you go. So really, that's what where it's at. But did you um, see the little story about how they tried to assassinate Trump a few days ago at Mar-a-Lago and how he put in the bulletproof window and how it stopped the, the bulletproof window stopped the the bullet from coming through? I exposed that on my show today. And um, yeah, it's it's the truth. 
this would be the number 57th assassination attempt, really. But this month is called Buckle Up Month, so let's buckle up. And um, if you want to hear my Chinese intel, I'll give it to you. I have two. Since I talked to George, I have another Chinese guy, a real Chinese. The first one was American in Taiwan, but the second one's real Chinese. And this will tell you where Trump's at. If you want to hear it, I'll read it to you really quick. Well, yeah. Give me a sec. We'll circle back to the Chinese. Okay. George, speaking of this New York governor thing, right, and hiding, you know, the records, what if, and this is totally hypothetical, what if there was someone that already had the records of the nursing homes? Because, you know, they don't really use great firewalls, just saying, right? What just if someone, I, yeah, I'm just saying. What if someone had it? Now that there's no WikiLeaks, I mean, something, like, where do they send it? Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of like me, you know, I had the DNC server and Millie got rolled up because of what Patrick was giving her. And they thought that I would give her something that would, you know, I would never give someone something that could get them in trouble. Like Brennan's emails or voicemails. I mean, it's not like I physically have them, but I'm just saying, what if someone had access to, you know, the, the whole, you know, records, how would they be able to release them because the media is just going to hand them over to the FBI, um, you know. Well, the saying. answer to that is some of us have immunity from prosecution from the three-letter agencies. So uh, am Which I allowed to share my story here? Which three-letter? <laughs> let me tell you something. You know, I worked for a four-letter and a private, right? The private one was considered a four-letter and agency. I don't trust any three-letter agency within the United States. They're all compromised. So, I mean, how would someone be able to provide that information? You know, if they had, because, let's just put it this way. Let's say, for example, like, <laughs> I actually uh, had some really nice, you know, um, communication with a person that may or may not have had some information relating to the Pennsylvania elections before the elections. Mm. And I may or may not had turned over an SQL that showed a lot of stuff, right? And it wasn't mine. I was the pass-through. Now, obviously, I'm not going to put it on here, even though I suck at air-gapping things when I want to load them on, okay? I can't do that to save my life. Um, so, <laughs> pass it on. How... Do we get immunity for people that want to say something because they legally had copies of these SQLs, these databases, without them getting rolled up and thrown into one of those dark prisons forever and ever and ever and ever? I wish I had an echo on this thing. You know, how do we do that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, my looking glass site, I've already put placeholders for the DNC server and Brennan's emails just in case someone wants to contribute to that link with uh, very good non-attribution skills that Patrick Berge can teach you, um, everybody. I'm just saying, how would they do that? Can we set that up with your secure network, George, so that we can have our own secret, anonymous... That is part of the plan, yes. Yeah? That is part of the plan. Um, are you able to see my screen, or are you blocking it? I can see you with your super awesome shirt, too. I like it. I, totally I have think. documents up here on voter fraud, and I wanted to know if you could see them. Oh, no, I can't see that. Oh, I see it now. Hold on. Let me let me do that. 
Boom. Documents. Mm. There's some stuff here that, uh, have you read Anthology of Hammer and Scorecard? I know Hammer and Scorecard very, very well. Those were kind of sandbox toys for me back in the day when they were created. <laughs> this was written on January 11th, um, put together by Mary Fanning and Alan Jones. Uh, it's a good one to read. If you don't have it, I'll email it to you. Yeah, you it, know, uh, these... explains how the whole thing went down, basically. Well, Hammer and Scorecard were actually predecessors to the ShadowNet, mm. right? One was used for communications, as you know, uh, between uh, mercenary forces, right? Uh, that was basically how they used it. And the other one was to disseminate that information effectively, I guess. But yeah, that's what the way we would use it. The ShadowNet that Patrick Berge actually created, he created it. You know that, right? He actually built that software was more than anything based on hammer and scorecard. Cause when I was seeing how you choose the targets, you deploy, you know, the PSYOP that you want, the communications you want, the flooding you want, it was completely identical, completely identical. So yeah. uh, that was quite interesting. Is there, you've got, Ooh, you've got, did you, I have the data from the secretary of state. I'm looking at your stuff and I'm like, um, Hey, um, you want to share some of that good stuff, like links <laughs> so that I could take a look at it. Well, um, it's, it's know, all in my Dropbox. Yeah. My, my counterpart has, you know, created this great, like based on visual basic to plow through millions of lines of information. And we're taking it state by state to see what was missed in regards to crazy voter fraud or what you would call potential voter fraud. Like, you know, 22,000 prisoners from one prison, both male and female requesting absentee ballot when the max capacity of prisons is 1500. That kind of sounds like fraud. So we're trying to fine tune that. And this looks really good. Ooh, you have AOC's donations. Stop. We have everything. This guy, Ahmad Khawaja. Crack for me. Go. <laughs> this guy, is, it's just crazy that how many millions and millions of dollars above the limit this guy gave. I mean, it's a million dollars at a time, uh, 101,000 at a time, you know. Uh, I don't know how he got away with it, why he hasn't been arrested for giving donations over the limit. There's all over the limit donations everywhere. Uh, contribution limits for uh, not just AOC, but um, you know, what's her name? Um, I've got everything here. Rashida Tadlib, right? She yeah, got Rashida, she yeah. had borrowed, she claimed she borrowed, quote unquote, a million dollars from a offshore Islamic bank. Uh, and she was gonna pay it back, but she never paid it back because it was a gift. It was a it was an illegal international foreign donation. Um, so there's an issue there. Um there's a lot of issues, really, because they they took <laughs> donations from all kinds of, of addresses that don't uh, that are not personal private residents. They're companies, and they would have you know 50 people from the same address donating, which <clears throat> brings to question: Who are they? Where are they? And and what company is this? And why are the same ones giving five and six, maybe up to ten different donations, where they all went over the limit? Um, how did they get that money? And it wasn't a pack. It was a. It wasn't a political action committee. It was simply, a, you know, private individuals giving way beyond the limit. 
Well, we saw that Ilhan Omar in in 2018 was texting with the foreign minister of Turkey. Uh, their state-controlled media had advocated for people to donate to her campaign. Wait, that's that's wrong. It was 26, 20, 2016, sorry, when she was running for her state position. So why the heck would the prime minister of Turkey, the president of the foreign minister of Turkey, the president of Turkey, and all the Turkish people rally behind someone for a state position and then beef her up? And, you know, I had filed all my documentation with ICE and USCIS because it turns out that Ilhan Omar's dad, who conveniently passed away, right, of course, um, <laughs> was not really her father. And it was uh, Abdullahi, hence, you know, you know how the Arabic names are, right? She couldn't conceal that. Uh, he's one of the leading, you know, people in her clan because they have clans in Somalia um, of uh, uh, Al-Shabaab. Like she was sent here to infiltrate. That was her job. And, and it's insane that people are letting them off the hook so easy. Um, now, I see that you're hovering over Biden, Ukraine. Let me tell you something, George. It took us uh, a week to rebuild Biden's computer, Hunter's computer. And mm -hmm. I got to tell you something super funny. So we wanted to pull metadata from the photos that we had you know, everything that was on his eye photos. And yeah. uh, it was, it was very difficult to like put it together. So you know what I did? <laughs> I uploaded them into the Google photos thing. It pulled out. Shit. I didn't even know it existed. Like I couldn't, I couldn't put it yeah. together. It was so parsed, but Google's algorithms can really tie it in. And I found where he was in Israel with his dad, when he was in Kosovo, like spot on in the Vatican, uh, you know, where he was in um, uh, uh, Yemen, like all of this stuff just came out by itself. And then all his, you know, drug dealings and, you know, hoochie mamas. And while he was assailing his niece, what location he was at. So that's pretty crazy. What are you showing me here? I'm like looking. Oh, just stuff, you know. You see Q stuff. We could talk about that. Like, what are you doing? I, I need to stay focused. I got to file these Q warrants. I mean, <laughs> I'll turn this off because people are, people are hungry for evidence and they're going to want me to send them files. I'm going to get bombarded with requests. Can you send me this one and that one? Well, um, yeah, share it. I'll let you into the uh, Dropbox and by your email address, I'll invite you. Yeah. And then um, you'll have access. Oh my gosh. You can have all the time you want there. And um, eventually. That was my stomping ground for a decade, GCHQ, my stomping ground. That was oh, my yeah. so I'd be interested to see what's there, but I have to do it next week on Tuesday because I'm like spread so thin. It's like the sandwich that they say they put mayo, but you can't taste it. That's how thin <laughs> I am. It's like nothing. <laughs> can't taste the mayo. It's a thin sandwich. <laughs> like yeah, I, I'm the same way. I've got so much going on. Oh man. So uh, okay. So if someone had this, the question is how would they be able to provide it safely? Because nothing's safe right now. Obviously, it would be USPS, right? Um, you know, but you don't know who's going to intercept USPS, right? Because, uh, you know, people have gatekeepers, those damn gatekeepers. So how would someone be able to provide it? We can't trust the FBI. Uh, you know, can someone put it on the internet? No, because they got to register a site. They got to do it here and there. So how is it? that um, someone can release maybe records from a from the nursing homes 
uh, in New York uh, to show exactly what happened. How, how would someone go about that right now? Like answer right now. Uh, you know, like what? Hey, Joe Schmo, that may or may not have this, right? How does Joe Schmo get it somewhere where they know they'll take a look at? You either hand carry it like I've been doing, or you put it over a secure phone that nobody can get into. Um, but the biggest problem with that is people that are watching me are going to intercept anything I happen to bring if I'm crazy enough. You know, what happened at the White House when we went uh, around the 13th or so, um, you know, Mike had some documents in his hand, right? And um, I'm, I'm thinking, this is crazy. He's walking around with this stuff loose, you know. And sure enough, I, this guy, got a picture of it while he walked into the White House and um, put it all over the Internet. And then everybody started putting all kinds of, of uh, fake headlines. You know, it's just headlines that were clickbait, you know, that, um, you know, what do you do about that? Um, it's a problem. So you've got to do things secretly, at least put the files in a folder so nobody can read them in your hand. Um, so that became a problem. Um, and he lost a lot of business because of that at, at my pillow. As soon as people saw this document, and it went all over Twitter. It was viral in a matter of minutes. And he got calls from everybody that he, he sells to with my pillows. And they were canceling their orders. And uh, that was a big problem. So you got to be careful what you do and how you do it. And then uh, the next step was he was so busy doing interviews with people that, you know, talk about being spread thin. This guy's working 16 hour days, maybe 18, maybe 20 and sleeps four because he's, he's so spent, you know, with everything he's doing. He's so, so committed to it. And um, it's, it's a really a hard thing to watch. I sat there on the plane with him for hours uh, trying to strategize different things. Um, he had some documents. I had some documents. Everybody was part of a team that went to see uh, Trump before the, uh, you know, whatever date it was. I can't remember the exact date, but D.C. was already on lockdown. There was already already troops everywhere. So anyway, high security everywhere. So we were uh, yeah, allowed I to go. That. I had tickets to go see him leave. I just didn't go. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Well, anyway, this was a special meeting. And then um, Mike was able to get in, but it was no easy thing. You know, they kept him out for a couple of hours past the uh, appointment time. and Very difficult to see the president at that point. So anyway, they were able to meet and things got done. And, and the purpose for that meeting was, uh, you know, it was able to happen where, you know, we with a lot of prayer and a lot of support, um, we got we got to see uh, the purpose fulfilled. But anyway, stuff happens. So how do you get these documents to the right people that's actually going to do something about it? Um, I work through the Pentagon if I'm going to do something because that's the, there's certain people I trust there by name, or people I've met face-to-face -face that I can sit with. Yeah, and talk we have to. a few common contacts there, but see, I don't trust them either. So, so But I could sit and go and meet them at a, you know, a, wherever I need to, if it's, you know, just get on a plane and get there in two hours or whatever I have to do. Um, then you get on a plane and do it. What else can you say? I've got to bring something to somebody. I put it in my briefcase and I get on a plane and, and it, you know, I take it. There's sometimes that's, there's no other choice. I think I had eight flights in December and January. Um, 
yeah, it costs a little bit of money, but if you believe in what you're doing and then people that know you believe in what you're doing and they'll support you, uh, both in financial and, and spiritual support, then you can get things done. But, you know, one person can't do it all. And the, one thing for sure is Trump found out who was loyal and who's not loyal to him. Mm -hmm. And he fired all the people that were not loyal. And, of course, we have resignations, which were actually you're fired, you know, turn in your resignation. Um, and when they when he does come back into office, they're not coming with him. He's got new people. So he's creating the new people list, you know, now as he's in Florida working. Yeah. And, and I, uh, speaking on that list, I think this time he's just going to get regular Joe's. No more groom people, no more titles and tiaras. Actually, you know, real. Yeah, the no. People that have helped him the most are on his, his list. Yeah. And, the, um, that's, I, you know, I hope I'm one of them. I've, I've sent a tremendous amount of documents, uh, evidence documents that are, we have 20 cases currently in court right now. Um, the one that matters, of course, is the one that's proving the voter fraud. It's beyond all doubt. Once that judge uh, makes his decision, and I hope he does it this week in the next few days, because well, you know, then he's got to have the guts to say, okay, here's the proof. I wanted to say my affidavit that I submitted, there is nothing in there that can be refuted. Not one thing. Like I was even careful to how I describe myself to be as vague where I can't talk about it to very specific where I could talk about it. And so for, for the reference to me, but everything else in there, spot on. And not only that, I see that the EAC now is sweating buckets since, you know, that went forward. Since Dominion filed their lawsuit against Sidney Powell, I saw that the EAC has started to make moves. They started to say, oh, well, the certificates are in good standing if there's a pandemic. And it's like, you know, what I was trying to explain was we need to go simple. Right. There was a simple solution in November, which was anyone elected after 2017 was null and void. Like because they weren't certified the equipment, not the software, the actual equipment for COTS. Right. COTS is really important. You can hack anything through firmware and software that your components of your equipment have. And since that wasn't certified, that means every election, 2017, 18, 19, and 20, were null and void. And nobody ran with it. There were so many gatekeepers, George. I was pulling my hair. And this is why the Q warrantos on a state level that are going, they're going to be bumping the EAC certs. Bumping. Because every single state, when the HAVA Act was passed in Congress, showed the legislation within their state and wrote a little blurb saying how they're going to abide by this congressional act. And that's something that President Trump could have done. It would have been done and dusted. No talking about the, uh, the crypto trap doors, which I know very well. I mean, I cracked their algorithm in 2019 uh, as well as I could, you know, how they were coming out. And I'm not a cryptographer. I went and learned. I watched videos. I made phone calls with people in Australia and Switzerland and Germany. And I was like, dude, I'm great yeah. on this, great on that. Let me figure it out. And I filed and I sent an affidavit to grassley in 2019 telling him the election in kentucky use this software this is how it was done i did that in 2019 and so many times before that you know well we, we talked about gatekeepers and how many people did i send documents to that i was 
told they were going directly to Rudy Giuliani, who was printing them out, handing them to the president. And we were up till 5.30 in the morning doing this, several different days during April and, and uh, quite a few days in March, almost six weeks. So I sent them thousands of documents. All these voter fraud documents that you just saw in my folders and everything inside those folders was already sent in 2017 before the 2018 election. They had all this information. Now, yeah. the gatekeepers, did it really go to Giuliani? Did it really go to Trump? I have to question that. You Giuliani eventually got all these documents because they were sent, of course, to Sydney. And with the Powell team and, and the, there was a guy standing next to her in most of these courtrooms, and that is the Pentagon general that I spoke to in Texas who happened to be on the case with her. And he's been providing a lot of the forensics data from the machines that we got from Frankfurt. Now, the thing is that people don't understand is how deep this is. It would take literally thousands of people to unwrap all this. So when they told me, well, well, we'll give you a team of 20 and you can come in and run the team of 20 and disseminate all the information off this stuff that you've got and then train them and put them to work. Well, and I had to have heart surgery and a bunch of things took place and I didn't get to go. I couldn't fly. I didn't have clearance to fly for health reasons. So I got through all that. First six months of 2020, I was in the hospital uh, once each month for some kind of a surgery. Uh, and then a botched surgery. I had to have a second surgery the same day. It was just a big mess. Then I got COVID and was sick for almost two months. So 65 days it took me to get rid of the pneumonia and the fevers and the breathing issues. And I had to have nursing coming to my home twice a week. So I wasn't able to go to Washington, D.C. and work with people. And then I, I guess they say, well, George is out of it, you know, out of commission. So uh, that didn't happen. But they had the information. So why they didn't put it together, a team of 20, and have somebody else lead it, I don't know. But it appears to me that if I had this much information and I was somebody like, you know, influential, either if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be um, – you know, whoever Trump wanted to put on it. But when we got to the White House and Mike walks in to talk to Trump, it was like he won by 11 million votes. That's a lot of votes. Even not taking away the fake votes Biden got from underage voters and people that were dead, you know, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of votes from, from dead people and underage people. Yeah, but George, but, listen, it had to be this way. It had to be this way. And it's very- I understand that now. I didn't understand it the day we were there. No, I was very frustrated because I, I, I'm impatient. I knew it had to be this way because no matter what, the president still saw people telling him all the right things and acting the way he would expect as on his side when they weren't. I was there, the random person there, the one that people thought that I was running a coin against them being there, right? I, I was, I was there and I was like, this guy, this, this guy, that this chick, this no, no, no focus, focus on something simple. And I was the only, and circling back, right. That would have been the simplest solution then, but I was impatient because it had to be this way. Cause now, now is where it counts. And that's why I, I was like, all right, so I guess this is how we do it. Cause like, for example, I've been seeing a lot of people the cure warrant to that's like, you know, straw man stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's actual law. 
and they haven't removed it on a federal level. You know, California abolished it a couple years ago. Colorado abolished it in, in December 1st, 2020. Massachusetts abolished it. Why? Because it's a valid claim. You don't even need standing. You don't even have to show injury. You just have to show that the person got on there illegally, have enough questions, and then you put Joe Biden in the box having to answer, I won because of this. He can't say, oh, because AP said so. He can't right. say because, you know, Fox said so or CNN said so. He has to prove and counter everything you bring in front of him. How is he going to prove and counter? That's where you get discovery if the judge allows it. This is where SCOTUS gets put in the hot seat just like they did in Burma, right? Yeah. But they got rid of the SCOTUS there, the chief justice there, because they were playing games, right? So they removed the chief justice. So it, it gets to simplicity. Why aren't we doing things simply, George? I mean, you know, why aren't they listening to the random people that don't have the huge following? Because I'll tell you, I want to say names, but I'm like, no, I'm going to wait until August 2021 when it's hot, right? I'm going to drop it like it's hot. Here's a list of all your social media influencers. Here are the people you got news. Here's their Zoom calls, their chats, their email. I got everything. <laughs> if, if we had someone sitting in on federal employees talking about a federal coup, do you not think that we had people sitting in on these Zoom calls, which is not secure, watching all these big social media influencers chit-chatting and talking smack? And talking about how they're getting money, but they don't know where it's coming from and they're just doing it. Like I have that. Yeah, I have a huge list and I've got video recordings and everything that's coming in August. I've actually disseminated that list somewhere in safeguard too, because that's very important that people see it. Now, moving forward, what do you think, you know, it being February and like I tweeted out last year on February 5th, February 6th, I said, 2020. Buckle up, because SCOTUS gate is coming. <laughs> this is, like Kristen said, buckle up month. Buckle up for <laughs> safety. coincidence? And everyone's talking about Pandora's box coming out. And yeah. you know, that was my nickname when we would deploy operations, which is really weird. It's just coincidence, of course. But think about it. It's now February. 10, 12 days of Biden. We've got higher gas prices, higher drug prices. We're going to war. We just sent more troops down to Syria. What's going on? We've sent ships out to Ukraine. What's going on? It's That's like they right. want to get war going to fill their war chest because they're broke. Uh, the GOP is desperately asking for money. No one's giving a penny. No one's going to give them a penny. Mm. Uh, we've got this uh, impeachment coming. You know, what do you, what I want from each, each of you, mm. what do you see? coming to fruition in February? Well, I see stuff from my intel, the, the two intels that I got. I, I'll just read it real quick and then maybe you guys can disseminate. I already had it checked out and it's legit. So let me go forward, okay? All right. So here, good morning. I'm someone in the know about, in the know appointed and posted to a liaison in Taiwan, Republic of China by someone in 45's inner circle. I wish to relay some intel that may be useful to you and your audience. You may disseminate this information as you see fit. As one of the few patriots and the only Chinese patriot, I think he's talking about me, um, that's in the media with the wit and keen observation skills to realize moguls still in fact are POTUS. The fact that you've never been the person who 
the fact that you have been the person who's most accurately described what is happening in the shadows through your guests and intel gathered, and in addition to your per perceptive analysis of Chinese politics and foreign relations, I believe you and your channels would be the most prudent person to, and outlets to share this information with. Let's get to the point. The lifting of some of the restrictions of the Taiwan, Taiwan Relations Act was more substantive than it appeared. In fact, it was actually the dissolution of the Taiwanese Relations Act. The United States government is no longer recognizing the People's Republic of China as um, as um, as the, the main, oh, where, where, where is it? Okay, okay, oh, wait, hold on one second. The People's Republic of China as the legitimate government of the mainland. This is being done jointly with Chairman Xi and 45. And although this can't be brought to the public light at this time, all will be revealed shortly. Prior to the dissolution of the Taiwan Relations Act, a United States Indo-Pacific Command, who is now under um, General Flynn's brother, um, General Charles Flynn, um, under the direction of five with Taiwan ROC military have been preparing an occupation force for the mainland when the CCP collapses with in, in the coming month. He sent this to me last month, so this is now February. Why do you think the Taiwan Relations Act was dissolved? If it remained, it would have been a legal barrier to help with the occupation of the Chinese mainland with the ROC forces. You are undoubtedly aware Chairman Xi has been removing key CCP loyalists within the Chinese military structural command. Why do you think this was done? It was done to install Chinese PLA forces with the military leadership loyal to Chairman Xi and the alliance and to facilitate the upcoming occupation of the Chinese mainland with US and ROC, which is Taiwanese occupational forces. In the coming month, Chairman Xi will be dissolving the People's Republic of China, stepping down from the CCP leadership and using the Chinese forces to keep order and, and the Chinese economy from collapsing in the US and the ROC forces to install a provisional government led by Taiwan, Republic of China. All of this done, will be done per, peacefully and will not be dissimilar to what happened in former USSR uh, at, at when it collapsed. 45 remains firmly in control and is important to as is important now and our and our assets. In order for 45 to return to the public eye in the position he has earned, CCP supply chain of influence and resources have to be removed to facilitate this. And hence, this is why this has been planned all along and will occur before March 2021. So this is in February now. Um, this is why 45 has been in Florida until now and putting all the final touches on the pieces of the proverbial chessboard. All of this has always been 45's plan to remove the CCP influence around the world and in China. Keep up the faith. All is being revealed a fellow patriot. And then I had one more from a Chinese um, intel. He's Chinese. Wait, 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 one second, one second. So what your source is telling you is that President Xi is going to help dismantle the CCP? Yes. Okay, I think President Xi just stabbed President Trump in the back. You did? Um, yeah, well, because of the actions that he's doing in Africa. But time will tell. Uh, you know, what? what's going on in Africa right now on the continent is insane. Like, no can, I say, can, I, can I say something? Okay, there's the CCP generals and then there's Chairman G. That's separate. The CCP general that owns the concentration camps in China bought the 130,000 acres in Texas, in West Texas, right across the border from Mexico, also bought the land there. Those are against President Xi. 
though they're not working together you have the ccp and then you have president g who's part of the alliance with trump with putin with um uh, modi with all, the rest of them so it's, it's, oh, I don't, I don't, we'll yeah. see we'll see you okay. know we'll see uh, i i i don't know to speak on that i see actions of china of the ccp in africa yeah. and in CCP. um in, in ukraine right now ccp right yeah. yeah, and it does not look good. We yeah. have um, Gates uh, being backed by the CCP. Yes. And now, um, because they know what's going to come here in the U.S., if you noticed, Australia has now said that they're not going to be using Google anymore, that they're replacing it with Microsoft's Bing. Did you guys hear that? Mm. Interesting. Right? And that's where you could see things. And then bookies are taking bets on certain things, it doesn't look good. I mean, Erdogan's, you know, you talked about attempts on President Trump, which probably happened every morning when he got up. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's true, unfortunately. There's so many. There's oh, so many I don't want to put something here that, that that private email that you got. I got another one. It's, better. it's all over the internet, and it's obviously a forward from a forward there is a lot of truth in it, but there's probably things we can't really verify. So I can verify some of it is true, but not all of it. And well, um, it's a there's a lot of letters that get circulated around the internet. This is not supposed to get out right now. This is private, but then it ends up everywhere. Um, if it's not supposed to get out right now, why are they sending it to I so many people? I mean, I have another one from a Chinese source that said President Trump's going to give um, um, an interview this week, to, and you can pick what you're going to see and um, figure it out. So that's from the Chinese. The Chinese That'll source. That'll be interesting. Separate from. I love to look at everything. I, I love, yeah. Believe me, if I got almost 15 million documents, I've my brain has been right. wrapped around so many things for so many years now. There is a point where you get, you know, fed up to hear with and stuff and you have to learn really gut feeling about it. So um, my gut feeling about February is that we've been uh, taking these 20 cases to pro-Trump judges that have been replaced by Trump. These are part of the 300 judges that Trump has replaced over the last four years. And we vetted them before we took a case to them. It wasn't something like you just go to any judge you want, because obviously there's dirty judges all over the place. There's probably another 700 judges that need to be replaced that if Trump had the time during the next four years, he will replace. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden's already talking about replacing the 300 judges that Trump put in because the, they're not going to get their way in the court. So, you know, it's a battle in the courts of... Uh, who's a just judge and who's a criminal because Wait. there's so much. Every courtroom I go to in California is corrupt. And, uh, and nobody has to tell you they're that. All, it's just they're, all the, they're all on the cake. But before, before, before I get to, to you, George, on February, I want to show uh, how a coin works. So I explained to my audience, well, I told them that something was going to be brewing in very cryptic terms because I don't, I know that I have a lot of eyes watching me mm. and they go back because I have a party sometimes in my computer with a lot of entities, right? And then when I use cyber triage, I can locate who it is. Sometimes I let them come in, right? Because I never use my computer's hard drive. But since a lot of people are watching, I have to be careful, but I did kind of inch of, you know, how the people take back their power. And we saw that with GameStop. But now we have a coin being run, supposedly.
And I wanted to share this quickly. Um, and then it's going to roll into President Trump naming new lawyers for his impeachment. And there I would like you to, George, to answer on, you know, February's uh, anticipations of February and uh, what's to come. Financial services company Citadel is once again in the middle of a Wall Street bets drama. This time it's over silver. On Sunday, several major dealers reported silver shortages. It's become a popular target for small investors who want to hurt hedge funds like Citadel. The CEO of SD Bullion said on Friday alone, it sold nearly 10 times the amount of silver it normally does in a whole weekend. He said they can normally find at least one supplier if they go over, but this time everyone was afraid of a gap up at Sunday night market open. Last week, some of Reddit's Wall Street bets forums tried to target silver and carry out what one user called the biggest short squeeze in the world. But now others are pleading to avoid the trade because it might benefit Citadel on Sunday. Okay, so that's what I wanted to get to. So as you could see, they saw that it worked because someone earwigged to them. Hey, you know, here's a list of all these companies that these big ass companies that Biden has interest in and, you know, all his staff and the congressional portfolio for their 401ks and all these investments that the Senate has, you know, are being shorted. Maybe you want to buy it up and cost them a pretty penny. So now they use the same strategy to recoup the money. Today, one user wrote, Citadel is the fifth largest owner of silver. It's imperative we do not squeeze it. But either way, one expert told Bloomberg that Reddit users would have a hard time making an impact in the silver market. John Feeney said, Silver's market cap is too large and those on the forums typically want to see quick gains, so I wouldn't read into it too much. But stockbroker Peter Schiff says Reddit users are getting smarter. He said silver stocks are actually cheap and represent good investment value. The fact that some investors were foolish enough to short these stocks makes their trade even better. Former President Trump names the two. Wait, so just let me just say something on this. So guys, remember, there's a saying that I've said before, and I've heard it in Greece, it's probably a Greek proverb, and it says it's only Sunday once a week, right? <laughs> so that Sunday was GameStop, okay? And AMC and all that. It's only once a week. You get one shot, right? And then any other shot that comes to you, is usually planted in there to make them rich again. Now, this is the important part I want us to listen to. Two new lead attorneys to defend him in the impeachment trial. The news comes after the departure of an earlier group. The two lawyers who will represent President Trump in the Senate trial are David Schoen and Bruce Castor Jr. Schoen is an attorney from Alabama, and Castor is a former prosecutor in Pennsylvania. This comes a day after media reports said an earlier group of attorneys from South Carolina had left the defense. They cited anonymous sources. The report said that there had been a difference of opinion on the strategy for defense. The new team has about one week to prepare. Opening arguments are scheduled for the week beginning February 8th. The Democrat-controlled House voted 232 to 197 to impeach Trump on a single article of impeachment. It alleges that the president incited an insurrection that caused the U.S. Capitol breach on January 6. The impeachment was completed in a single seven-hour session and has been criticized by Republicans for its speed and lack of due process. Lawyer Castor says the upcoming trial could test the strength of the Constitution. Former President Trump was just nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, again, this time by an Estonian member of the European Parliament. A member will be awarded in November. Jack Madison explained his reasons for nominating Trump on social media. 
He mentioned the Middle East peace deals and that Trump is the only U.S. president in the last 30 years who didn't start a war. Last year, Trump was nominated by Norwegian parliament member Christian Tybring Jetty. In an interview with Fox, he cited Trump's efforts to create peace. Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, was also nominated separately for a Nobel Prize. A former Harvard professor nominated him and said Kushner and his associate Avi Berkowitz helped nominate the Middle East Peace Accords. All right, let's just stop right there. So we've got new lawyers, right? New lawyers coming in for the impeachment, which gave the president another week, which means we got to get moving on these cues, cue warrants, right? <laughs> we got to get moving on them. So um, that's why I, I, I'm going to be for Ohio. I don't know what South Carolina is doing. I haven't touched base with them. I'm going to touch base with them uh, later on in the week. Uh, I'm, I, my aim is for Monday, but I'm comfortable with Tuesday where we're going to have over 100 co-warrantos filed claiming seats, which is so sweet because all you have to do is district guy so-and-so, he got there illegally, here's the evidence, and we're going to use everything from all the filings, but specifically that of the EAC pertaining to what Ohio said that they would do to uphold the HAVA Act of 2002, and there's no election. You just take the seat because you have the right to claim it. So um, hopefully a lot of states will do it that still have it. And it'll cause some ruckus and some fear because that's one thing that the leaders do fear, that that on a federal level is still available. And the person that can claim the seat of the president, the presidency, is President Trump or the attorney general of the nation to contest it. Only those two can do it. So a federally appointed AG, obviously DOJ head, right? And the president, the former president, supposedly of the United States can say that he's illegally in there. So we'll see how that goes. So on that note, with all that information, with all these new lawyers coming, I like that, Alabama, right? Uh, what do you see for February, George? <laughs> uh, nonstop entertainment. Uh, we're going to have more fake news from the uh, fake news media, of course, that are going to be printing headlines that are clickbait, like always. Um, but what I care about the most, of course, is the 20 court cases and how they're going to be, uh, you know, how the judges are going to uh, decide them. Um, it's crazy out there. The amount of misinformation coming in is huge. Never before have we been in a place like this where there's so much misinformation and people claiming to be uh, insiders that are leaking stuff. You know, military do not leak. Pentagon does not leak. People in the know and the FBI do not leak. Uh, people like me don't leak too often. Uh, the, the only things I set out there uh, that I have permission. If they tell me shut up, I keep my mouth closed. So there's a lot of fake people out there doing videos all over YouTube for money. Uh, pro like the guy profiting off me and my documents on Telegram, mm -hmm. you know, they're all over the place claiming they know something when they don't. And I guess what bothers me the most is some of this stuff should be prosecuted and some of it is just plain makes no sense. Grifting. Um, so there's more fake news coming. More people need discernment on what's real and what's false. Um, but what I would pay attention to is the courts look up the court cases on justia.com or whoever uh, your favorite court case people is. Now, the one I'm talking about that is in the courts is not public. So you're not going to find a case number. 
Uh, you're not going to find which Pentagon generals are testifying or the guy that wrote uh, the CIA program hammer and scorecard. You're probably not going to find, uh, if you put in the name Sidney Powell, you're not going to find that case under her stuff. But this case will decide other cases. So why it's important is because Sydney's being sued by Dominion. This will annihilate that case because they'll be found guilty. So when Dominion's found guilty of voter fraud in three elections, at least, probably four, then they're not going to be using them in next election in you know, 2022. 20, uh, so there won't be any elections where Dominion's used again. And, this, and the same thing with the rest of them. What happened in 2017 is that one company took over all the electronic voting machines. And uh, State Street Capital created a fake, uh, what I would call a, uh, I don't know exactly the best term for it, but it's kind of like a shell corporation. Where they put all the electronic voting machines in, a, in one corporation under State Street Capital. It's still all the same owners from all the other Dominion and, and Smartmatic. Um, yeah, Smartmatic but that, and all those people, yeah. the same they, board of directors, the same Intel guys. Yeah. Same but that, guys. that links to the smart cities, George. Yeah. It's all part of the smart city agenda. And if you notice, all the contested states have agreements with smart cities, even Nevada, uh, which is the whole plan that they had. I, uh, I was, right. you know, really, I had... I had cooperated and collaborated with her where she did this video uh, explaining the smart cities and, uh, you know, the new technology back in, I think it's February of 2020. And uh, that was uh, quite eye-opening because exactly all the machines are a problem, every single one of them. And well, they reprogrammed them all to try to make them work on one software. And the problem with that is they weren't really quite ready by the 2018 midterms. But they did a, their job. They got enough people in there that didn't belong. And the, 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 obviously the mod squad and whoever never would have won these, these cities in their areas. But now they've redrawn the lines for Cortez's uh, group. So she won't get the votes. She, she lost 200,000 people in her, um, her area there. So she's not going to get the votes come next election. Yeah, and that's, However, and that, George, what you just said. They all had them deploy the same type of software. It was just packaged differently. And that's right, what I was packaged hearing. differently. Yeah, when I was hearing people say Dominion software, I'm like, shut up. It's the same software. It's just flying under the brand that Heart Inner Civic has the same, you know, uh, tech and software in it to manipulate the votes and distribute them according to the algorithm that's pre-programmed. I mean, I was saying that and people were like, you don't know what you're talking about. So-and-so who was doing this coding and taking care of this knows and, you know, he, he knows best and you don't know what you're talking about. It's called Dominion Software. This is a problem. Like you said, this information, George, whose phone is that? Probably cursing. I don't know what that music is. It must be that's, her phone. Yeah, probably oh, her no, I'm, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what I noticed is that uh, there are some rumors recently that China had bought into the um, State Street Capital Group that um, owns the, the servers, you know, the, I'm sorry, voting machines. And now that the electronic voting machines have a lot of, the Chinese have a controlling interest in that corporation. I don't know if that's true or not. I have, I just heard rumors that China bought in to uh, a large controlling interest of Dominion. 
That was in 2016. I have no idea how to, to verify that. Oh, I could tell you. I know I have something on that. So when they were um, doing elections down in the Philippines, uh, they refused to use uh, the Smartmatic machines because of the software, because the machines were actually created in China. So what they did was, yeah, this is, I have this stuff. So what they okay. did was in 2016, uh, the Filipinos said, no, we're not doing elections with that. So Smartmatic started making the machines in Taiwan. Like that would make a difference, whatever. <laughs> and still got their elections going. But I'm just saying there's paper trail of that because in okay. the they said, you know, they use this software from the ENS machines, uh, Smartmatic and everything. And um, that software was used in Haiti and in South American countries where their elections were stolen. We, the Filipinos, are more woke and we're not doing it. And then they're like, okay, that's fine. Just make them in Taiwan instead. And it's like, <laughs> okay, because that really is going to change China's footprint there because it just went from XYZ company in China producing the machines for you to XYZ affiliate daughter company of the one in China in Taiwan. So there is paper trail. The footprint on got bigger. Now it's Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, like, yeah. So there is paper trail on that. I, I think even with a simple search, you can find that the Philippines, if you put Philippines, China, Smartmatic, it'll come up. Um, okay. I'll, I'll check it out. Cause I, I, I paid uh, to make sure that people can see that. I'm you know, just so busy. My schedule's crazy, and I didn't uh, have time to really look into that. But I assumed it's true. Um, I don't like assuming anything. I like to have back it up with at least three pieces of, of proof. There's another one for you right there. Can yeah, I say something? Enough. Can I say something? I think this is the month that the seizure of the properties and um, assets of everyone that was involved in the foreign tampering goes into effect, especially on February the 1st, big time. So I think that will come into play also, you know. So. We should be able to have record of the seizing of the assets then. Correct. Because it should be starting right now. Correct. There you go. When it, something went into effect on January 1st. That nobody knew about. Do you know about that? George, I, January first. Did you have George know anything? <laughs> you know anything about that? Because I do. Yeah. I, Am I, I allowed to say certain things? I don't want to get yes, arrested. You are. I, if you weren't explicitly, if you weren't explicitly told to keep your mouth shut, like I was, yeah. um, then you should please go ahead. I'm, I'm told that quite often, actually. <laughs> don't say anything. It's a secret. Well. To share January 1st? I'm like looking at you, George. <laughs> I probably said too much already. I'm probably well, going to get a phone call. You're pretty soon. No, no. I, we've, we had a totally um, amazing conversation about a variety of things, but more so to showcase, uh, you know, the work you're doing and how you're trying to secure uh, people's data and um, create these private networks in California of all places. Um, <laughs> You know, so that people can interact mm -hmm. and 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 not have fear of retribution, uh, which in itself is a psyop, and that's why I don't like promoting it. You know how they're coming out saying we're going to get you because you support Trump. We're going to put you in re-education camps. Mm -hmm. Like this is the United States of America. Like what the, how how is the how are they even saying that out loud, shamelessly and with a smile on, and then everyone's nodding along on those panels, and you're just like, wait a minute, was I just warped into Venezuela? Like none of Nobody sees that as a problem. And, and, and it's like, come on. But, um, you know, misinformation 
is huge. And George, you know, you, you say, you know, this guy was asking for all your stuff. Like I see people that have grown over the past four years with big following that have been doing nothing but taking information from mm -hmm. others. Rethumbing right. and it's fine. They're famous for taking my right, stuff. Right. And, well, yeah. I, and they, I don't mind having certain documents out there. Yeah, anything they, that's on WikiLeaks can be leaked anywhere you want. I mean, you know, right. I, I have the John Kerry emails that um, you have I, the ones from 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 the UK when our Barisma dude was arrested in the oh, UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Where John Kerry and Biden were like, yeah, we'll get you out of the bind, but here's what you're going to do for us in the Ukraine. And, you know, he got off of money laundering in the UK so that he could, you know, continue in Ukraine. But anyway, we'll get George to that. Me that one. That was the one that was linked yeah. to Ambassador yeah. Susan Rice and her protege, Eric C.I.A. Ella. Well, we'll, 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 oh, gosh. Bill Taylor. You know, the thing that happened, though, and I have to tell you this publicly because the, a lot of people are trying to get into the WikiLeaks documents and the NSA is controlling that website. So it's full of viruses. And yeah. people are cl claiming even as recently as last month that Julian did a big data dump and here's the link. You know, well, that I link happens to be dirty. Yeah. It's not true. And there's, the link is full of viruses so anybody that goes there is going to get a black screen of death on their computer if they try to download something you're going to get a couple of nice uh, trojans that if you have a um, linux system it's going to basically connect you directly to the nsa and they're going to download everything off your computer so you have to be really careful where you go what you do and just because a link says wikileaks in it somewhere doesn't mean it's really wikileaks it's not Plus, they've changed and polluted a lot of the files. When uh, when Julian was arrested and when he was taken into the um, into captivity, so to speak, well, everybody from WikiLeaks was arrested. And then he was held up in the Ecuadorian embassy. All of his guys were were basically detained. So they, nobody could do anything with WikiLeaks since twenty thousand. Let's see, twenty eighteen. So everything after twenty eighteen. There was no new drops, no new WikiLeaks data dumps or anything like that. So for all the people out there listening that think this is some new date, you know, data dump from uh, WikiLeaks, no, it's not. And it's just a um, the way I look at it is, is people will click on any link and go there and then they get themselves in trouble. Then I get the emails, George, what do I do now? I, I, got, a, I got this Trojan. And I, I tell them, well, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> what can I say? Get you know, download uh, your favorite program and um, fix it. <laughs> what can you do? Um, anyway. I, oh, speaking of Trojans and viruses, okay, I want to tell you what I encountered uh, this, uh, this week on my computer. So I get a lot of people hanging out on my computer sometimes, right? And you know, when I leave honeypots or if I surf somewhere specific. And um, I got this really, I submitted it to Kapersky, right? I trust those guys because they were telling us how APT and all of those cozy bear crap were all CIA created before anybody right. else, right? And so, you know, they're, they're honest to, you know, put things out way ahead of their time, right? Well, the cozy bear is my nickname, so. Being um. <laughs> my hard drive. Every oh time access, so like I had like stupid files, like uh, a screenshot in a folder that would be on my hard drive, right? And it would eradicate it. 
So I, I found that my computer was fragged and I was like, why? Cause it was the weird thing. It was like, it was deleting things that I would access from it. I had never seen anything like that before. I don't but think who programmed that somebody well, had to, to do that. Well, you know, yeah. And the thing is, what did it piggyback on from too? Um, so, you know, that's what I've been working on. I had to spend a crazy amount of money to fix it because I didn't want to like destroy it. I wanted to study it. Right. So I, I took the hard drive, I replaced it and then I, you know, isolated it and I'm trying right. to how it works. And there's not a lot on my hard drive. So I've been trying to load more things. So that way I could see it in action and it's not working. So obviously hmm. the, the way this works is even though I'm loading things onto it and then I access it, it won't activate, but things that were already preloaded and I found the date that it was hijacked. And that was on the 21st of January. And I was none the wiser. Uh, so I, I'm just saying they're getting a lot more craftier uh, following people, uh, because I've never seen anything like this before. Cause it runs a program on the file you just access. So you don't even see it until you go to get it again. And it, and it's not there. And you're like, didn't I save it there? Oh, I must've deleted it. Right. You say it once or twice when it's a bullshit file. And then I see that it's completely f like, I had never seen something like that before. So anyway, well, they, they know that we've already, we, for years, we've been talking about the keystroke programs that follow us around whatever we type in. People forget about the mouse click, you know, following. Every time we click the mouse, they follow whatever link we're going to. So it's the program that may have been on your computer was activated by a mouse click following program that basically every time you clicked a file, a recent file, they knew what you were looking at, what you were doing. So they don't just follow keystrokes. They follow mouse clicks. Well, okay. So we were in the Marriott hotel, uh, center yeah. see, right? So we were all sitting down in the lobby, getting ready to go for a meeting. This is like uh, November time, right? Right before Thanksgiving. Okay. And I had bought a burner laptop. You know, I buy one from Best Buy and then I return it to get my money back when I'm done. Right. That sounds so bad. <laughs> I get the insurance and everything just to cover myself. So I, I had it. It was empty. It was just used for browsing, creating documents. You know, I'd access maybe Gmail or something, but, you know, nothing that they can't see anyway. I had Chinese, <sighs> I had Chinese in my computer. So while we were sitting there and oh talking, my, my computer was literally, no, was literally moving. And I was like, I saw it from the corner of my eye, you know, web pages being open, history. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I looked at Millie's husband. And I was like, did you see this? Did you see this? So I took it with a couple of, you know, planted agency people that were with me. I took it to some great mind. And I'm pretty sure we probably have him as a common contact. And he was like, run cyber trios. And I was like, I'm not putting anything. He's like, you left a honeypot in there. And I was like, I know. I wanted to see who gets in. But this is like blatant. Like my computer's open. Why would you go surfing in front of my face? The whole computer was moving. So while they were triaging my computer, guess what happened? My hotel room was tossed <gasps> at the same time, same day. So while I was away checking to see, I had like so many people. There was a huge party in there. And that cyber triage in my computer because they know the hard drive that was connected. My hard drives, when I connect them, they have their own software on it, which doesn't allow you access because then you need to access it a certain way, right? And so uh, one of those hard drives that I kept on me, they assumed was maybe something that everybody wants, like 30,000 and then some, right? 
So it was quite interesting. They're getting very crafty. But anyway, misinformation is huge. Go ahead, Kristen. I, I just I just something about Cozy Bear. Cozy yeah. Bear is the, the group that um, was brought in by Peter Strzok in 2006 to help Hillary Clinton. And they're the same group that hacked the solar wind um, situation. And they were they, the who did the cleanup for them? That would be the SISA guy. That would be um, Chris Krebs. He did the cleanup for them. So Cozy Bear is um, a Russian group that was brought in by Peter Strzok. This is the same group that hacked the- They invented the whole, that group though. It really isn't a Russian group. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. Like yeah. even Cyber Recruit that they said, you know, was in Ukraine's election system. That was like a made up name. Like how many times do you have to get hacked by groups that have John Brennan's fingerprints everywhere? <laughs> how many times does it have to happen before you're like, oh, you know, it's like he's hiding behind his index finger. He's like right. holding his index finger in front of his face. Nobody and he's could see me. How do you hide? How do you hide? And it's like incredible. But I wanted to circle back to the misinformation because this is something that everybody needs to understand. There's a lot of people that are profiting off it. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are selling a lot of hopium, right? Lots of hopium uh, rather than facts right? Mm -hmm. And information is free for everyone. They can repackage it in a nice way. That's no harm, no fail, right? right? But then there's like these weird people like from other countries that are like, I have insider information. Why the hell would anybody call someone in England and give them secret top, in, top secret information or about covert operations? Like why would someone call someone in, in another country and, and, and tell them this? Like, I, you know, it's, 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 it's so crazy. Like someone was telling me, oh, you know, um, what is it? What was that guy's name? Guys uh, in the chat. And Simon I was like, Parks. Oh, well, no, some guy named Ward, right? Oh, Am I right? Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. Who the heck are these people? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm like so confused, George, because it's like everyone's falling into these and they don't see that they're just psyops, mini psyops. Mm. And some of them are just grifters, like Ali Akbar, who was preaching the Bible, but then he was, you know, making pretty coin. And then he was rolling up Roger Stone. And then he was rolling up all these people when in the end, he's going to get rolled up real hard. Right. Yeah, but, exactly. He was, listen, he had a plan. Let me tell you what his plan was. And he was so upset that I was like right in the middle. So, you know, the day that president Trump had like his speech for us on January 6th, I was there. I was there and I froze my butt. I saw you there, didn't I, Kirsten? You were there yeah. too. Yeah, we were. You were talking. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching you on the, on the computer. So I saw your lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was there and I had like hand warmers rubbing my thighs because I was. Right. Um, Weather for, yeah. But the one thing that I saw was that Ali Akbar had no seats. They didn't give him any seats because he wasn't the stop the steal guy. It was the women for America first, right? Correct. He had no seats and yeah. he was complaining why he had no seats. So I made sure I took my seat name and showed it to him and, and he was really upset. I just picked it up off my seat and said, see, I have a seat. So he was upset and I did it on purpose because I wanted to wind him up because his, he thought that he had gotten through. He wanted President Trump to come down to the Capitol. That was his plan. So he had hijacked a brilliant movement on January 5th, having really big names, even General Flynn, right? Introducing people and Roger Stone and everything so he could look like a friendly. And so he believed that President Donald J. Trump was going to walk down the street with the people mm. to go to the Capitol because that's what Ali Alexander wanted. Ali Akbar, his name is Ali Abdul Razak Akbar. It's just 
get that clear. And so he had planned it. He had given money and nobody knew where it was coming from to all of these personalities. A lot of them, they just didn't care. They wanted to be flown in, be put up in a hotel, right? He did it because a lot of people get, you know, they get excited about being famous. And it's like, why are you excited? Everyone's prodding into your life and talking crap about you. You know, I I don't see how that's exciting. I hate it. You know, when people know who I am, I hate it. Because then that means I have to not, I'm not allowed to go out in pajamas, you know, or slippers or, you know, have my hair in a messy bun. I don't want that. And I want to be a, you know, yeah, I want to be myself. So anyway, so these people took all that he wanted to entrap the president. And that was the whole deal. And that was what's so crazy because now, in retrospect, the president's team can see who was it that was thumping him. How did he penetrate all those ranks? And then we go back to McCain State in Arizona. Who earwigged to those people that supposedly the three congressmen or senators, whatever he says, he worked with, mm. right? Think about it. You know, Brandon Straka is just, you know, a, a, a guy who left the movement, you know, did whatever. You know, maybe he was hot in the moment. Who cares? He was rolled up for the purpose of finding out what happened and what Lindsey Graham said, Oh, we're going to get the FBI. Oh, you better believe it. And it's not going to be Lindsey Graham calling it. It's going to be the actual Patriots. They're going to say, let's bring the FBI. Let's open up Pandora's box, which is like, here you go. <laughs> Here's how they did it. Because I'll tell you what, they had infiltrators everywhere. Even the president's attorney that was working, mm. there was a team infiltrating his area too. And obviously, you know, they were weeded out by the appropriate persons. But the thing is, look how intricate that was. Look how many hundreds of thousands of people jumped on that because it sounded good or they believed in it, right? This is where it circles back to Ali Akbar's ex-lover, Carl Rove, right? Who said it doesn't matter what the truth is, it's what people swallow. Mm. And that's why I retweeted, yeah, you know, Ali Akbar swallows too. There's tapes on that. You know, Ali Akbar sits there and tells people, yeah, there's no sex tapes. It's like, but we have the tapes. You made the news 10 years ago, dude. There's sex tapes. Like, why are you saying that? But anyway, I digress because I'm being evil because I'm upset because this could all have been avoided, if anything. But the fake news is not just the mainstream media. It's the citizen journalists too. Right. And... There's no responsibility in how they package the information for the people. And George, you said it perfectly. Like this guy was profiting off of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And, it, you know, you have it out there. You're putting whatever out there for the people. And for citizen journalists that want to dive in and get dirty and put it together. But how do you tell the world, hey, you know, this is what I see without, you know, causing more fractions? Um, or, you know, separating people. Like, how do you do it? Like I was talking about someone who was telling people about investments and this, and I'm like, dude, what? No. Like, like, like she's sitting there telling people and it's like, stop. You weren't even following that they were doing the synthetic homogenous currency in 2019. Like, why are you saying these things? Why are you telling people these things? Why are you making these things up? It's these people are investing their hopes in people. Mm. And, and I mean, it's everybody's fault, right? George, you know, you shouldn't put your hope in people. And I even tell my audience, don't listen to me. I'm only opining and I'm Mm. giving my facts, my truths, 
and my opinions. The only person you should listen to is your gut. And right. it's like, nobody has a yeah. gut. <clears throat> But at the same time, some of us have a little deeper education and skills and things, and I think they depend on us to tell the truth because they don't know anybody else that's on the inside. Right? If you've never been on the inside, you don't know how it works. So the biggest problem I have is all the outsiders that are playing the game that my source on the inside said this <laughs> when there is no source on the inside. They're just repeating like parrots. I call it parroting because they become parrots of some other intel that they got a week ago. And information travels so fast that if something's two weeks old, we already forgot about it. So if somebody brings it back as new, but just like the WikiLeaks data dump, you know, that, that happened in 2018, they're claiming it's happening in 2021 still. And it's old news, but people never heard it before. They're going to go click the link and go there because they think it's new. Breaking, WikiLeaks dropped a big thing. Well, no, WikiLeaks ceased to exist in 2018 and there's nothing going on. And before that, WikiStrat so, was all over that. Well, yeah. And you hear it everywhere that there's breaking news when it's two years ago or three years ago. Well, but it's still true. Well, is it? Or did it turn out to be fake news? And there's a lot of that around. So anyway, Back to February. Did we finish February yet? No, yeah. go. No, I've been like interrupting and going on rants. Go. <laughs> what I expect to happen is that, and I'm in prayer about it, is that Trump is inaugurated March 4th. I think he'll be back in the White House before that. I hope that he gets his people together in the next uh, 30 days or so, whatever it takes to get the right people in place, that he's already picking his cabinet. And then, of course, he's been going through, like swimming through sharks, you know, getting rid of the uh, bad ones and trying to find the good people. And I, I agree with what you said. He's not going to be looking for previous politicians and previous um, people in the White House staff. There are very few in the White House staff that were good people. And uh, unfortunately, he got a lot of people blocking. You know what the Pentagon told me? And this is this is sad stories that he was not getting regular morning briefings from the Pentagon. Mm. They were keeping the Pentagon out of the white house. Uh, my, my, things, the that's thing. straight from the Pentagon general. Too, yeah, I, got I, I got that too from one of my sources too. That, like, that's bad news when you can't get a Pentagon briefing from to the president. Um, that can't happen again. Those kind of people that are keeping us out that um, the same people that kept, you know, uh, we had to, we had an appointment at 11 a.m. to to the White House. We had an appointment at, at uh, 11:15, 11:30, that kind of thing, where they were kept waiting for two hours, and then it got later and later in the day, and pretty soon, well, sorry, we're out of time. So there had to be phone calls made instead of meetings, and some other things took place. But at the same time, um, you know, there's just too much control, and there's too many things the president never saw and the president didn't hear. So this kept a lot of things, uh, they kept things away from the president. They weren't protecting him, they were protecting the other side because there's two, there's two realities, as you know, we have a parallel government running alongside. Actual and um, was it perceived and actual, there we go. 
well, perceived and actual, the, the media gives us the perceived. Uh, the fake news media has really got to go. We've got to do something to um, eliminate them because all the, they're only going to continue. One of the things that I had planned to do, and this is the biggest news of the day, is that I, the family is one of the wealthiest families in the world, had given me an offer to bring to President Trump as, as long as he is president. No offer to the United States without Trump being in power. But the offer was to bring enough money into the country to get us out of debt, to provide for infrastructure rebuilding, take care of the homeless population and rebuild. Um, you know, when I say infrastructure, I'm talking about roads and bridges and jobs. And of course, finish the pipeline and some other things we have to do. But on top of that, cure social security, cure the student loan crisis, which is really a crisis. Here are the problems with the homeless building. We have, we have 50 million people in this country living on the streets. Mm. Men, women, and children. Way too many yeah. children yeah. go to bed hungry every night. Not enough to eat. This is ridiculous. Shouldn't be in this country. Yeah, we're feeding thousands of illegal aliens from other countries, but we're not feeding our own kids. Uh, but it goes both ways. There's homeless people that are um, immigrants as well. Now, I do immigration as, as a job on the side, which uh, is able to you know, keep me busy and, and uh, make enough money to be able to afford to do my business with secure social media. But on the other hand, we, we have so many problems in this country that could be fixed if we could pay off the national debt, uh, cure a lot of the jobless situation and get rid of the COVID issues and clean up the mess the Democrats have made. And, and really, that money would be able to bring in the gold-backed dollar and the Fed and annihilate the Rothschild banking system because they're, they've been cut off from the family. Family no longer gives money to them. And they stopped in 1997, and now they're running out of money. The Rothschilds and the Chinese and the you know people that stole from America for so many years need to be paying back what they stole. And our tax money that goes around the world to, to benefit other countries, uh, Trump did a lot to uh, stop that or slow it down. We're still taking care of people in need, which I have no problem with when it comes to feeding the hungry and different things like this. But when it comes to this offer, you know, there's people who say, well, they, people come to Trump all the time offering money, not this kind of money. Uh, this is something different. So once he's back in office, this offer will be made again, and it'll be planned out very carefully because he has to write a list of projects. And the project list is for humanitarian aid only, not for weapons of war, not for going to war. The fact that uh, uh, Biden's already sent troops into, um, or the, whoever's in charge. Syria. You know, to Syria and things like this already uh, is a problem. Uh, ships to Ukraine is a problem. There's there's reasons for these things, but the issue is that uh, the only reason the family would give money is to the president that started no wars in four years, but brought troops home. Um, Trump was the opposite. So money cannot be used for anything to do with uh, any kind of weapons or with military aid or anything like that to USA or other countries. They won't be allowed to go to China, to Russia, to Ukraine, to 
uh, Pakistan or any of these other people. The money has to stay in the United States. Any building projects would be um, inspected because this is the larger, probably the largest builder in all of Europe. They have their own inspectors that would come here and make sure if you say you're building homeless housing, housing for the homeless is going to be, you know, inspected. It's going to be, uh, you know, you got to go out and draw. Wait a minute. Hello, George. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the same family that part of them were extradited outside of Europe? Are we talking about the same one without mentioning? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No worries. Um, I cannot mention who it is, but it's no, there's no need for that. When Trump is back at his rightful place at the presidential desk, which, by the way, has not been inhabited since he left that desk. Yeah, it's black. It's, just, it's 10 days of blackness. Nothing. There's nothing. At the, <laughs> we, we had some interesting times there. When you see that the lights have been turned off for two weeks, you know, it's very obviously nobody lives there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you see Castle Rock Entertainment filming everything Biden in Hollywood, you know, set, uh, it's, it's pretty funny that the Democrats are so easily fooled by television. They're so tuned in to watching TV movies and made for TV uh, stuff. It really looks like a sitcom to me, but nobody's laughing because it's so pathetic. Oh, George, let me tell you, I have my counterpart that took thousands of photos of the Oval Office and mm -hmm. through AI to determine where the camera was positioned. And then the photos of Biden it's still processing, man, that's going to be explosive because people are like, oh, there was a parking lot. I'm debunking this. Nee, 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 nee. And it's like, there's a parking lot and Trump's sitting right no, outside no. the window. Sure. Wait, wait, <laughs> it's going to be so good because my counterpart is incredible. And I have been so hard on them because I am like spread so thin. I'm like, nee, 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 we need this. We need that. And it's like <sighs> that's working in the background. I'm going to send it to you first. So you can see it and just enjoy it because I've said the same thing just so you can enjoy it before we put it up live, um, you know, for people to see uh, just how technology can. It's like forensic analysis of the image right? Uh, show. And it's so incredible. I mean, he showed me some and I didn't because that's his job. It was always his job to make Rihanna look good, to make Cher look a hundred sizes less. And I'm like, dude, can't you do that for me? And he's like, do you know how much work that takes? It's like she deflated. I'm actually going to show a portion on it, I guess, on one of my shows. But you're right. And I, yeah, and I, I already have my tickets for the end of February to go to DC. Um, Yay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was thinking, should I push it like for the week, the first week of March? And, you know, it's around my birthday. And I'm like, oh, I want to be there when it, you know, really happens. And like you said, he's gathering up the right people. I mean, what he needs is those incognito people in the basement. And he needs one person in every state that'll keep an eye on everything there and report straight back to him. That should be his intel briefing. I know it's the military for Pentagon stuff, but for local state stuff, because your peripheries, when you're not watching your peripheries, you're screwed because that's how they rose up. It's the peripheries. It's the governor. And if you listen back to my 2018 shows, I said he needs to pay attention to peripheries, the governors, the AGs. That's where it's going to come from. And I, and I was saying it to, to my audience so they know that we already know it's happening because there's so many people out there that already knew this. So it's kind of just like, like you said, everyone's watching a movie. 
So it's going to be kind of uh, kind of awesome. And George, you and me are going to be chinging. I don't drink much because I'm a cheap date. <laughs> we'll ching somewhere in DC during the inauguration. I want a front seat, and I'll That's be right. Well, you get a two for one ticket. That's what's up. <laughs> so, uh, Kristen, any anything you want to say to my audience, both of you? Well, I have you to. If you guys want to find me all the time, inksocial.com. George is also there. Tori, if you come over, we want to give you a, a group page, inkdsocial.net. Sorry, .net. We have a own private server, and um, it's like a replacement for Facebook. So if you guys want to find us, we're there. George is there, and um, we hope you come too. Yeah. Ink yeah, why not? why not? And George, you and me are going to connect next week once I file those uh warrant those here in Ohio. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we're going to connect because okay. what you're doing uh, with the platforms is awesome. Kirsten, definitely want to come over. We okay. should totally like just have hangouts once a week. Definitely. And, uh, and George, I can't wait for us to just like have that block of time to just sit and talk, text okay. up. You know, because I love it, um, and you know what's what's happening. I'll I'll send you that AI. I think he should be done by this week. I'm pretty sure he's listening to this, so he's probably like, "You've been so mean and pressuring me." <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, "What's going on? This is AI faster." <laughs> um, but um, I'll I'll send it to you because it's pretty incredible. Just like you said, Castle Rock Entertainment. I mean, no one's looking at it, and the structure outside the White House. It's like mm -hmm. like everybody has gone just stupid. Um, and I, I hate using that word. So I want to use the word doft. Right? Daft. Yeah. Daft. You're so doft is the British thing. Oh, yeah. All that is happening. We have all the soldiers that are not standing down till March 5th, 6th. Amen. Coincidence. Bookies aren't paying out till March 5th. I mean, if you ever want to see what's going on in politics, what do you look at? William Hill, right? right. Bookies aren't going to book anything if there's no money to be made so they did bring some buses in and take some of them out they're they're busing a lot of the soldiers out but i think they're leaving at least uh, 5600 there permanently um they'll go you know s stick around dc for, for a period of time but so there was uh, quite a few already that had, had left in the last two three days well, I want you to uh, just tell my audience where they can find you, how they can follow you, um, and Edward. Well, I'm, I'm banned on Facebook for another week. I've been banned 20 times in the last uh, couple of years. It's amazing that I get anything done there because uh, I still have 21,000 plus followers and 5,000 friends there. Plus, I've got another 10,000 followers on my other pages. But... Um, and another 30, I think I had 30,000 on Twitter and now I've only got 20. I don't know what happened there. They just take followers away. Um, same thing with Facebook, they just take followers away from you. But uh, it's a miracle I have any at all because uh, I'm not there very much, you know. But um, facebook.com is George M. Nassif or George M. with a dot after the, you know, period after the M. Uh, same thing on Twitter. Um, I'm still there, but I don't post much. Uh, I posted on Twitter in a long time. Ink Social. But I probably should. Ink Social.com or Ink Social.net. Net. Net. George, George, Ink Social.net. Yes. That's the new site. Yeah. And uh, 
I shut down my Telegram because I didn't really like the format too much. Um, so anyway, securesocialmedia.com is my website for the company. Mm. GeorgeNasif.com is my private personal page, but that's also where the link is going to be to go to my book and uh, George Global Dropbox link will be there. I'll reinactivate it after the book is released. Um, but I was told by my publisher and my producer, don't put the you know information in public yet. Let's wait until the book's released, which will be around June, end of June, 2021. The movie should come out in the um, end of summertime, maybe, or fall. I don't know how long it takes to do that. So they've given me um, the same ghostwriter that did Candace's book, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, so we're seeing that come to pass in the next uh, six months. So it should be quite interesting. Well, I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, I'm glad you found a ghostwriter. I don't think anyone would be able to write anything I tell them, though. I'm just, I just go off one topic. We'll be like, wait a minute, what chapter do I put that in? I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see it and read it. Um, on that note, I'm going to have you guys on again. I know we have a time difference, George, but definitely want you back on. Kirsten, we need to connect. I mean, yes. hopefully after, uh, you know, Tuesday, next Tuesday, yeah. I'm going to have some breathing room because I'm trying to educate myself on putting this together because uh, it's like everybody wants money. And it's like, what happened to doing something for your country, man? Oh like God. all these constitutional exactly. terms, I'll help you, but I want this. And I'm like, Dude, no, what? <laughs> no, just look and proofread it. Tell me if it's like it flows money. And it's like, you know what? I've got a brain. I'm going to read it. I'm going to take these cases and put them together and it's going to make sense. And then hundreds of people are going to read it. And if we, the people are doing it ourselves, they don't expect us to be perfect. Right. So um, I can't wait to have you on again. Um, it was so much fun. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And uh, George, yeah, well, maybe we'll see each other end of February or, you know. I hope so. That would be a lot of fun. Both, yeah. I, I want to be there for both, though. Okay. But we'll see. Um, God bless, everyone. Um, thank you guys for being on the Tori Says Show. And everyone, uh, This for those of you in Twitch, we're going to start our Twitch raid. I'm picking the random channel we're going to uh, in just a bit. Um, on that note, follow... Uh, if you like uh, what you heard today, uh, follow them on their social media, uh, check out their websites. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm going to have them back again. And now we're going to listen to the German acoustic mashup of Seven Nations versus Sweet Dreams. Okay. All righty. Nation army couldn't hold me back. They're gonna rip it up, taking their time right behind my back. And I'm talking to myself at night because I can't forget. 
back and forth through my mind behind a cigarette. And the message coming from my eyes says, Leave it alone.